Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our second Worst Book V Movie Minisode. <laughs> this is Rachel. <laughs> and this is Krista. I hope you enjoyed Krista's uh, synopsis of Ready Player One last week. I even kept I did. it short. You told me about that movie a lot. You did. I was so yeah. proud of you because, like, you're so good at the details that I'm just like, it's not my strong suit. Like, I remember like broad strokes of everything I've read, but like all those details, like, I'm so impressed with your ability to like recall all these like book details. I I try to rein it I in. Was very proud of your short. Oh, yes, <laughs> your short mini so you did Tell it. Me. <laughs> it's a skill. I feel like there's separate skills. Okay, we just yeah. have separate skills. That's, That's true. Fine. So for mine, I did not reread my book, but this is a book that I have read three or four times, okay. probably. And I've seen the movie like twice. Um, but I did Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. And this is by, oh, I've got to look this one up. I'm not, not going to lie. I don't have the book right now because I just packed and the book is in my packed. Uh, I think it's like Ransom Briggs. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Ransom? Yeah. Ransom Riggs, sorry, not Briggs, Riggs with an R. Ransom Riggs, so RR. 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 Um, so I picked this one because while I think like big picture, they did a pretty good job representing this book because this book is a trilogy. I think it's a trilogy. I, I think, think so. there's three. Um, I, I don't think there's four because that's just such an abnormal number of books. I think it's three. <laughs> um, so this book is a trilogy. Um, I know I've read all of the books, but I have not, I don't think they've even made the second movie yet. I don't know. So I'm pretty sure they haven't. Um, but I do think there was another book release that I haven't finished. So three or four, man, I wish I knew I could <laughs> Google it, but I'm lazy. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we'll, we'll add it to the notes. <laughs> This is a series, and I really enjoyed the series. Um, so let me just start by giving you a little detail about how this book is. But because you're listening to a mini show that's specifically about Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children, I'm going to assume that you've either read the book or seen the movie. You don't have to have done both. I haven't seen either, so it's going to get me hooked, and I'm going to read it right after. This is even better. Okay. So, all right. Here's what this book is about. This boy, Jacob, is very close to his grandfather growing up. His grandfather's name is Abe, just for reference in case I say it later. Um, and he gets a call from his grandfather one night, and it's like a concerned call. Like, something's wrong, like his grandfather's in trouble, whatever it may be. Like I said, it's been a while since I read the book, but I know that that's roughly what the phone call's about, right? Mm -hmm. So Jacob's concerned, and so he rushes over to his grandfather's house. So they've been close always, and his grandfather his grandfather has always told him these like fantastical stories about growing up in an orphanage and like these children with magical powers. And he's just like, these are stories, but like he enjoys his grandfather's company. And so he tries to spend every weekend with him. So he gets this phone call and he panics and um, he heads over to his grandfather's house and he finds his grandfather dead in the woods outside his house, like behind the house. Um, but he looks around to like see like who did this and he sees like a face, but it's not like human. It's like a monster kind of face. And so I think he assumes it's just like trauma. Like 
he starts going to a psychiatrist or a therapist, one of those two, after his grandfather dies because his parents are obviously concerned about him. How old roughly is he? I think he's about 16. Okay. I was picturing him at like 10. I think he's he's like 16. Yeah. Sorry. That probably does help context wise. Um, Most of the books I read, the main characters are between 16 and 20. Just same. Same. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he's about 16. And so like his parents just think that like he's upset because like they're really close and they are worried that he's like mentally ill now because like he's making up these like stories about like, this face that he saw when his grandpa was dead and all this stuff. So his therapist basically was like, all right, he's obviously not going to let it go. Like it's got to just be the grief. Let's, let's go on a trip. Let's let him go to this Island. And so his dad was like, fine, but I insist on going with him. Cause he's only 16 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So his dad's like a bird watcher guy. And so him and his dad decide they're going to like take it. I think they were going to go for the summer or for like a long period of time, like, like a month or something like that. They were going to go for quite a while. So they get to this town and like, it's so small and it's like on a little (laughs) island that you can only get to by ferry and it's super run down and there's like two places to go to. There's like an inn and a hotel. Mm -hmm. Like one's like also a bar. Like (laughs) At least there's a bar. There's a bar and there's like a few locals, but like everyone basically tells them like, yeah, nobody really comes and goes. And like the orphanage that you're telling me about, like that blew up in 1940. So the story, according to the town, when he gets there, is that, like, the orphanage blew up in 1940 during the bombs falling from World War II, mm-hmm. and the grandfather was the only survivor. And oh. so, like, they don't know a lot about him from before that, but that's what they do know. Like, that's, like, the town lore about what happened to this orphanage, because Jacob, that's why he's here, so he starts asking townspeople, like, what do they remember? Who do they know? Especially, like, the older people. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's going on? And that's pretty much what they tell him. And so he's pretty bummed about it. Like his dad is just like doing his like bird watching stuff. And so Jacob starts just like exploring like the um, like uninhabited areas of the island. And he starts like heading towards where the orphanage used to be thinking like, oh, well, at least I'll go see it, you know, like trying to get some closure. Mm -hmm. So he starts doing this and he runs across like all these pictures of these kids that are like his grandfather described. Like, there's a little girl who defies gravity, so she floats. Like, there's another one who can turn invisible. Like, there's one that has, like, teeth out of the back of her head. There's, like, a boy who controls bees. And so, like, all of these pictures, like, there's bees around his face. And he's just like, that's so weird. He's like, there's no way. There was Photoshop for, like, these old photos. But, like, I'm here now. And, like, it's obviously abandoned. But then he notices he's being, like, followed. Like, he sees, like, kids a couple of times, and he's like, that's weird. And then, basically, he gets, like, pulled aside because he starts noticing these kids are, like, around a lot, but not really part of the town. And I don't – it's been a while, like I said, since I read the book. I don't know exactly how this comes about. But basically, he, like, notices these kids aren't really part of the town, but, like, they're following him kind of because he sees them everywhere. But they don't seem to also know the other kids in town that he's met. Which is, like, weird because there's, like, ten people in this whole town. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, this, like, girl pulls him aside and is just like, are you stalking me? Like, I'm totally going to slit your throat right now. And it's this girl, (laughs) Emma. who And he was like, oh, my God, I know who you are. Like, his grandpa talked about these people. Oh. Like, he recognizes these children as they 
interact with him and like the things that they're saying, he's just like, I feel like you're really familiar to me. And so Emma basically tells him that like, I need you to come see my headmaster or my headmistress. Right. After she mm-hmm. like pulls him aside and is like, are you following us? Cause they think that he's following them because he's trying to like figure out like who the fuck are you people? Yeah. Um, so she like tries to attack him and then is like, okay, well, I guess you're coming with me. So she basically like turns the tables on him and is like, you're not following us. I'm following you now. And you're going to come and you're going to be my captive, <laughs> which is really funny. She's like such a badass in the book. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. She's like fiery and intense and violent, but like also like just like a normal teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so she brings him through this like walkway between two rocks and all of a sudden like it's bright and colorful and the orphanage is totally restored because he's been to the orphanage before because that's where he found those photos and it was destroyed because it was bombed in 1940 and it's been abandoned since and everyone died right yeah but emma brings him through this little like walkway and it's fine and so basically Emma starts walking him around and I don't, I don't know exactly like how she explains it to him, but because this is a mini sode, we're just going to get to it. Basically they're all alive. All of these peculiar children that his grandfather told him about, they're all still alive, but they're inside of a time loop. So they have a headmistress, Miss Peregrine, which is where the story comes from. Mm-hmm. Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. So she runs this orphanage for kids with very specific peculiarities, oddities, and malformations, which includes things like being able to float, having fire come out of your hands, being invisible, being able to reanimate the dead, having super strength, like having all of these teeth like in the back weird of your oddities. Head. Exactly. All of these weird oddities, like these are the children that she protects. And so Miss Peregrine actually turns into a peregrine, like the bird. I don't that's her peculiarity. I don't know. So what peregrine, a peregrine is like a type of raven, basically, I think. So she turns into a bird. So peregrine is a is a type of bird. And so like that's her peculiarity. And so she and other women similar to her that turn into other birds are in charge of orphanages that have peculiar children. Hmm. And so she can create time loops in which the bomb never happens. So like they go every day is September 3rd, 1940 in this time loop. And they get to the very end of the day when the bombs are supposed to come, they go to sleep and they wake up the next morning and it's the ne- and it's September 3rd, do the they, morning of. Do the children know that it is? They're all aware. They're all oh, okay. aware they're in a time loop. So they don't age. So everyone in there is like 80. But they don't age because they just relive the same day. But basically what she's doing is she's keeping these children safe from these things called hollow ghasts that want to deliver the children to their masters that are whites with a W W I G H T S. So maybe it's wigs, wits, something like that. But basically the whole point here is like they consume peculiar children and they think it will give them immortality. Oh, so Jacob goes into this time loop thinking like, oh, this is kind of weird because how are you all still alive? Even though my grandpa just told me about you and he's dead and there was this weird thing and he doesn't have any peculiarities, right? Uh-huh. It's like, how am I here? How am I doing any of this? Because like, you're supposed to be peculiar to be able to do it. 
So he's peculiar. Well, he has a very specific peculiarity is he can see the hollow gas. So for everybody else, all of the other peculiars, they're invisible. So they'll attack like the orphanage. So he is like the most important one. He basically is. He's the most important one. Yeah. But here's the thing. He starts going back and forth every day between like the real world, his time, and 1940. And so he loop, can leave right? the time loop. I thought he was going to get stuck leave. in the time loop. Well, I mean, the kids can leave too, but when they leave, they do age. So, like, if they're gone for the day, they age a day. So, one time he like gave Emma an apple and she brought it into the time loop or vice versa, and then it died overnight because the apple was like 80 yeah, years old. Yeah. So if they were to leave, would they instantly become 80 or do they become like 17 in a day? That's the thing that they're not super sure is nobody stays out of the time loop for more than a few hours because they start aging rap like more rapidly, but it does, it does catch up with you quickly. Okay. So they don't stay long enough to have a experiment. Okay. Yeah. You don't like start normally like aging in time. I don't think, I don't think it's quite like rapid like that, but it's not normal. Oh, okay. It's not the normal amount either. So yeah, like there, there was a whole like experiment in the book with like an apple, but I don't remember exactly which way. I think she gave it to him. And then when he took it out of the time loop, it aged rapidly is what it was. And they just haven't so, like, done it with a person yet. It. Yeah. Because they don't want anybody to. No, fine. <laughs> Obviously. All right. Um, I guess. So he starts going back and forth between being in the time loop and being in his normal time. Cause his dad still exists in his normal time on this Island. And his dad's worried about his mental health. Looking at birds and shit crazy right so he has to like check in with his dad and all that stuff so he like leaves every morning and then goes to miss peregrine's and then comes back in the evening for dinner so he's always back um but weird stuff starts happening like in his normal time like a bunch of sheep are found dead and then the museum curator is found dead and then like there's just like a lot of like weird stuff happening and so they think that a white or a hollow gas, one of those two, I don't remember which one, followed him basically mm. to find the loop because what these whites and hollow gas are doing is they're trying to find time loops mm-hmm. because they don't know where they are. It's not like a map of where the time loops are because you can make them anywhere. But they, but they know that if they were to find a time loop, they would find all the There's peculiar children. There's going to be a children. bunch of the yeah. peculiar children. Right, exactly. And so that's what those are looking for. And so they think that because Jacob is Abe's grandson – that's what's happening is that a white has followed him. And so they basically tell him like, you can either like, we're going to seal it. Like we're going to seal off this time loop, which means that we're going to live in 1940, like day to day from here on out. Like they'll have to leave obviously because they get bombed. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But they know that it's coming so they can figure it out. Right. But they're like, you have a choice, like stay here and help us because he does kill one. One of the bad guys. Yeah. One of the um, Pendergast, I think. Or the hollow gas. Um, so he kills one of those. And they're like, okay, well, you're obviously helpful. But, like, you need to decide. Like, you can't go back and forth. Like, they're trying to find us. Like, oh, and you're going to leave Don't tell me what he picks. Us. Don't tell It's me. the very end of the book. So I'm not going to say what yeah. he does pick. Because I think I might um, get this on an audio book. literally at the very end of the book right now. But there's three books. Like I said. So there's more to do. I have three um, credits. Hell yeah. So I, I would do it. Like, I really enjoyed this book. Um... I did give a pretty short synopsis. Like I missed a lot of details here. Really? But like, yeah, I feel that like I did. That feels like a like really good book synopsis. I've been reading a lot of the synopsises today. Like I said, it's been a while since I read it. Oh, so I so wanted you got to like, like refresh the, some details. I've you got refreshing. like the high point details in your brain. I did. I've been refreshing. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now that we've talked about the book though, 
I need to talk about the movie a little bit. Yeah. Big picture, the movie did pretty well. Okay. I will give them that. It's a lot of content and a lot of weird stuff to cover because I know that when like things are a little like abnormal, it's hard to explain when you don't have words to explain it. Like it's hard to visually explain like how some of these things come about. Yeah. Like the hollow gas, like that kind of stuff. It and has so to, I like, think show up and somebody has to say. And it is a Tim Burton movie, and he's usually really good about like where he takes some liberties. So Jacob finding his grandfather's body was a little bit different, like a different person got him there, like that kind of thing. But like that's a minor issue. Okay. Um uh, I think in the movie his mom is pretty MIA, but in the book he does like interact with her more. Minor issue. She's a minor character. Yeah, because even so even in the book he goes to the island with the dad. Right. My big issue with the book is that they changed main characters unnecessarily. Oh, gross. I hate that. So, in the book, Jacob meets Emma, right? Yes. And Emma is the fire starter. Okay. So, Emma had a relationship with Abe, his grandfather, as children. So, like, they were both children at the time. Like, they were childhood sweethearts, basically. Okay. I was and just so, going to ask if they were, like, friendship relationship or, like, love yeah. Like, like love, like Jacob found letters between Abe and Emma that were like very lovey for like year, like over the last 80 years, basically. Yeah. Like long term. And so like, that's part of why he was having a hard time figuring out like, okay, is this Emma? Because Emma? The, Abe was this, still like, writing love assumed? letters. Right. And like, okay. that's how their relationship was. Like, like a lot of the letters were like friendshipy, but like, it was very clear that there was like something had happened at some point. And like, Emma expressed like during the the book like she was very happy for Abe that he was able to like have a normal life and like have a family and like she loved hearing about like his children but like it was heartbreaking mm-hmm. like I can re- I get it I can relate like it's hard to watch somebody that you love have their life and have their family like I get that and so like that's kind of like how Emma explained it to Jacob and Abe had told him about Emma his childhood sweetheart um but Emma's peculiarity is fire Mm -hmm. right there are complete story arcs in the book about her having fire like she'll warm him up like that kind of stuff like they talk about her fire all this stuff in the movie they switch emma and olive's peculiarities okay with olives the lighter than air one oh so she's the floaty girl yeah oh so she's a floaty girl. And I don't get it. Why? So I tried looking into this to see, like, okay, I like Tim Burton and I trust Tim Burton when he makes artistic choices, right? And I looked into it and it was like an article that was like, the author defends Tim Burton's choice to change the characters. And I was like, okay, they're going to explain it to me. I'm going to understand. But literally all the author said was like, Tim Burton makes good choices and I trust his artistic choices. And I was like, Oh, my God. I think, and I'm going to say this now, I'm going to decree, if I ever become an author, which chances are super, super slim, and they turn the book that I'm probably never going to write into a movie, I will fight them. I will not yeah. be the author Here's the thing, though. They agrees. probably get paid a shit ton of money, though, when it's Tim Burton. Yeah, but everybody is already buying all of my books, which is more money than I would currently be seeing. That's fair. No, that's Do I fair. really need movie money? But, like, so... 
I would say that honestly, that detail bothers me the most. I don't understand the point. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like in the book, Emma and Jacob's relationship, like they do have like undertones of romance, but not as much. Mm-hmm. Like there's not that much. Like it does kind of seem like maybe they're friends because he knows that like she had like a thing with her, his grandpa. Like it's a whole weird thing. Like it's a yeah, weird icky it's subject, odd, right? Yeah, icky is in right. the movie, it is a little more love triangle-y. Like it's a little more clear that he's like interested in Emma. But I just like, none of this though is relevant to her powers. Yeah. That's stupid. And so I just like, I cannot understand why the change i don't see the purpose like usually i'm very good at being like movie versus book like i get that they took some liberties to move the plot forward Mm -hmm. or because it makes sense for television versus a book in which you have to explain all of these details yeah but like it's like they literally just had somebody read the book all the way through one time one time and then get high and then write down the character descriptions. <laughs> I was just like, there was two women. One started fire. One floated. Which they're the one same. Was it's fine. It? Well, and like one's a child and one's <laughs> not. So they basically like swapped their powers. So like the adult one was the one that floated. Like yes, there was a really cool scene in the movie in which like Emma with the water powers brought him down to like a sunken ship and then cleared the sunken ship with her stupid air yeah thing she like, the last but, airbender at him but yeah but there was so much that happened that was really cool when she had her fire like there were a lot of like really like close moments and they yeah were, like, that'd be should, like warm him like there was that just sounds a lot. like, like i just better. didn't understand the point i just did not understand the point the other big thing that they changed is like kind of how it ends like it ends with like a big crazy intense like fight scene basically where Mm -hmm. like the book didn't quite end that way but like it's a book versus movie so like i can understand why they would have like a more intense like carnival fight extended especially if they want to make a second movie right so like that's totally acceptable that is like a liberty that they're absolutely allowed to take but like I will die on this hill that it is not okay to change the main character's power when it doesn't add to the story. Yeah, that sounds really stupid. I do have one question about the yes. book slash movie. Do they explain, and you don't have to say now because if it becomes a thing, how Abe did not get stuck in the time loop? I think he chose to leave it. Oh, so they could, like, so all these, all you the children You can choose her. to go back to the world and, like, oh, okay. live so life, he probably, he I probably think. chose early on then to leave. He chose early enough on, yeah. Because, like I said, the apple aged really quickly, and they're not sure exactly how quickly people would age, but they're sure quicker than, like, a normal pace just because okay. of the time that has passed. So, yeah. so he probably but you did do, early enough on that. He did it, like, it. as they were closing the time loop, basically. Oh, okay. Like, they were basically, like, we're setting a time loop. So, like, he could still check in and stuff, but, like, he, he chose the real world essentially i think he wanted to like fight in the war too i think was part of it oh, is like yeah. he wanted to fight for his country and so he ended up leaving okay i think I that was sure it he was like, like 18 he was like away on vacation when it happened or something no yeah it was something like that i'm pretty sure he wanted to fight in the war that sounds like a thing that would happen that sounds like a thing that a young man would do in 1940 yeah yeah but uh yeah no that was my big thing is uh like i said big Big broad strokes. They did a great job. Like I liked how they um, represented like the hollow gas. Like they were efficiently creepy. Like <laughs> they did a good job, like showing how the powers worked and stuff. But um, yeah, please don't change the fucking goddamn main character's power because it doesn't make any sense. 
So what would you give out of five for the book and then the movie? I would give the book five. Okay. I thought it did a really, I, I thought the book was like descriptive enough, but also like a little mysterious. I think you've told me multiple times I needed, I think every time a new book came out, you told me I needed to read this book and I still haven't. It, it, it's a really good one. My mom loved this book too. Maybe I'll quarantine read it. You should, you should definitely. On Kindle. Um, I would lend it to you, but it's packed. I have no idea where it is. That's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but the movie, okay. If the movie was standalone, like no book involved, mm-hmm. I would probably give the movie like four. Okay. But because the book is involved and because they did something so stupid, I'm going to give it like a two and a half. Because that sounds it appropriate. Yeah. doesn't make sense. There's no, just I- no purpose to it. There's no purpose. And especially since the Google didn't tell us why they did it. Right. I thought maybe there would be a good reason. And I was like, yeah. okay, if maybe they thought that her power would be more visually inspiring for yeah. television. Sure. Yeah. If they came out and they're like, this is why, please don't hate us, but hate us anyway. It's like, I. But literally all the author said was, I trust Tim Burton's vision. I was like, how much money did you sacrifice or how much of your soul did you sacrifice for that tweet? That's more important. Yeah. So that's my big problem with this movie. If you have not read the books, please read or yeah, please watch the movie because mm-hmm. it was great in its own right. But if you've read the book, you're going to be mad. My mom, my step, my mother-in-law and I bitched about this movie for a long time. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been Rachel's. I can't believe they did that to this book. Is that, your, is that your version of a camp with snot butter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did they do it to this book? segment uh you can follow us on the social medias we're on instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and on twitter at iipyb underscore pod you can check out our website if you're interested in seeing or listening to what else we have talked about um just want to check out all the books that we've discussed see what's coming up next at isn't it past your bedtime.com you can also send us an email if you've got any questions, concerns, emotional outbursts at <laughs> isn't it past your bedtime at Yahoo. Is it Yahoo or Gmail? Gmail. We We're Gmail? on the Gmail. We're Gmail at gmail.com. And I think that covers all our bases. We'll talk to you or at you in another week when we go through our next full episode. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet considering we're recording early, but it's okay. You'll love it anyways. It'll be great. I promise. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.